0: I don't wanna be a product of my environment. I want my environment to be a product of me. From the top to the bottom, I was raised to be solid. Really at every angle I ain't worried about the oddity see the hate, tunnel vision on the profit. Boss moves, if I want it, best believe I cops it. Team so tough, moving silence like the mafia. Trying to get the form whip, probably name it Claudia. Wife rocking Tiffany, that's just another day to me. I be living lavish, that's why these haters be hating me. Stronger than I ever been, never break, never been. God first, family second, money is like next to So if you come in for me, pull the trigger, God, and shoot. Kevlar mindset, lifestyle, bulletproof, bulletproof. Built tougher than your average, ultimate hustler. I'm the total package. Bulletproof, I know you see me in your scope. I'm the captain of the ship. you just a sailor with a boat. Bulletproof, built tougher than your average. Ultimate hustler, I'm the total package. Bulletproof, I know you see me in your scope. I'm the captain of the ship. you just a sailor with a boat. Bulletproof. What's up, everybody? You're on the Bulletproof Mafia, and I'm Michael Munsterman. Today's episode, Selling the Gap. So yesterday's episode was more about like house and family and deposits and all sorts of other stuff that really didn't, like it didn't translate directly to sales. But in this episode, like I want to get right into the conversation of sales. When I'm talking about sales, I'm talking about business. I'm talking about interacting. I'm talking about, you know, adding value to somebody's life. And what's incredible is people have this, this false understanding of sales in general. Like sales, being a salesman, is almost a dirty profession. You look at the automotive industry, you look at vacuum salesmen, you look at insurance salesmen. I mean, pick your poison. If somebody says, I'm a salesman, sales professionals get that there's a stigma with what they do. And they've, they come up with a lot of creative titles. At the end of the day, that means, hey, I'm responsible for selling my product or service to the marketplace. And so what is selling? Selling is creating or distributing a product or service that fills a need or a gap in the marketplace. And so, one of the things that I've trained every single salesperson I've ever had on is understanding the gap. And whenever I'm talking about selling to the gap, I'm talking about there's there's three things that you do whenever you're going to sell gap sell. And gap sell I'm talking like when I say gap sell, I'm basically saying When you sell something, the first thing you have to do is recognize what the gap is. So you look at your audience, the person you're talking to and you say, okay, look, um, here's the thing that I know is your pain point. And if I don't know what the pain point is, I start asking questions until they reveal to me what the pain point is. Because there are a lot of products that fill a lot of different pain points. We used to have uh, a company that sold little wooden heaters. And so we would teach our salespeople like, look, we're gonna talk about a couple different things intrinsically we're gonna build some conversation in for you. And that is, what is your need? Are you here to buy this because you wanna save money? Because our heaters were known for saving people money? Do you wanna buy this because you need some supplemental heat? In other words, your furnace isn't quite keeping up with the bitterness of the cold, or are, are, do you need our product because there's a part of your house that has a cold spot? So if your furnace is up in the main part of the house—living room, kitchen, dining room area—that you're always warm there, but you've got that back bedroom that's not that's not as comfortable as everything else, you might be buying our product for that. And as soon as you understand what the need and desire is, now you know how to fill in the gap. But first, so first we discover the gap. The gap is I've. I need to save money on my heating bill. Gas is too high and this is an electric heater and I'm here to get that. Next, you have to like expand the gap. So we've exposed it. We've exposed the gap, the problem. And the next thing that you do is expand the gap. And I'm gonna come back and talk about these in a little bit more detail here in a minute. But expanding the gap is, if you think about it, expanding the gap is similar to putting salt on the wound. When you expand the gap inside of gap selling, you're putting salt on a wound, an open wound. If you've ever thought about that, like that would suck. But really what you're saying is is you're saying, I recognize you have this problem and look at all these other things that I just naturally know happens along with that. So it's subtle, it's an art. It's not, I'm going to smack you in the face with your problem because like, then you just seem like you're trying to capitalize on a situation. You seem greedy, you seem disingenuous and you lose. And then finally you, you fill the gap, you bridge the gap. There's really a, an illustration And I don't know there's I'm not going to have a way to share. I don't have a whiteboard here with me. But but basically, and and this is something that I've seen a lot of Christians use on teaching people how to how to um, alter their, you know, to, to share the gospel. Right. And it's a picture of this, like this flat area. And then there's a big cliff. And it, it, it's almost, it looks like a U with flat areas on each, each end of the upper U, right? And on one side, they put this little person with a frowny face. On the other side, they put a person with a smiley face. And then they draw the cross across the gap. And they say, look, Christ, through Christ, you can clear this void, this place of you're not a Christian to you are a Christian. And look, you go from not having a smiley face to having a smiley face. And this is how they teach a lot of young Christians to share their gospel. But the same's true minus the cross, it's just a bridge. And the bridge is your product, the bridge is your service. The bridge is, hey, here's where you are, this is your desired outcome, this is the bridge to get across there. And so inside of bridge, bridging the gap, you have to show that you've proven that you have a system or a product that will do that. And typically you do that through story. So let's take this and just break it down into its simplest forms. First, you have to expose the gap. That is, you wake somebody up to the concept and idea that they have a problem. Or maybe they already know that they have a problem, but you don't understand what that problem is. And so they're in front of you or you're in front of them because one of you recognizes that you either have a solution or that you have a problem, right? If I'm selling software to hospitals, I need to go to the hospital and I'm going to expose the gap by saying, hey, look, here is the gap. That there is currently in the way that you operate. You might not know this, you are exposing that to them. In an auto dealership, people are showing up because they want a car, but it's more than they want a car. They need a car. There's something about their situation that is causing a need or a desire and you need to expose what that is. And that is exposing the gap both ways. Next, we're going to magnify the gap. So look, other hospitals who have been in your situation, they've lost Millions and millions of dollars in revenue because they don't recognize that the processes that they could be, omit, like that they could be omitting, or or if you know, like let's say that you're in a a software company that sells insurance billing software to hospitals, and you say, look, what we found is that there's a per- this large percentage of mistakes that happen. And you do eventually get paid most of the time, but lots of money's left on the table because you didn't know that if you coded this particular claim, XYZ, and if you added this, this undercoding and then you did this and did that, you could maximize the claim to the insurance company, maximize the amount of money in your pocket, and it reduces the amount that the insurance company kicks back and tries to get from the consumer so they feel better about coming to you for your product or service, which is health and, and well care. Well, well, anyway, ha, well, well-being, health and well-being, well-care. I'm going to make shit up on the Bulletproof Mafia. So that's kind of the point, right, right? You're exposing and expanding the gap and you say it doesn't like you don't see the bottom line impact, but how many times in billing does a claim come back and somebody has to like search through and figure out where the mistake was made? And if they can't find it, they get somebody else involved and then they what, what if Like there was a screen that you could just type in exactly what happened. We've already built the back ends, the connections. You hit one button and it spits out the perfect claim based on the insurance company and the data that we've gathered through thousands and thousands of other situations just like yours through the, through our network of hundreds or thousands of hospitals that are already using our software. We've calculated that in your situation, you're currently likely losing somewhere around a million and a half to $2 million a year. Think about how big that gap is, right? A million and a half to $2 million million a year in that gap of of hospital software. Mr. CEO of the hospital, the great news is, is that that million and a half dollars sounds like a lot of money but we can come in and set up a new system inside of your, we'll train your people, we'll install our software, we do all the work so you don't have to do anything. The initial install is around a quarter of a million dollars and then it's, it's 100,000 a year. It's super cheap for what you get. Now think about that. Well, I don't know how to make money, Michael. Listen to what I'm saying. So now you've just said you have a million and a half annual gap in your business, and I'm offering you a three hundred and fifty thousand dollars solution, and I'll stick around and maintain that bridge for a hundred thousand dollars a year. If you can't sell that, you should go to work at McDonald's, where you're just selling hot dogs because that's hamburgers. That's super, super simple. It's the it's the most simple way to sell absolutely anything. I recognize you have a problem. Here's what it is. Here's what I'm seeing inside of your problem. I'm sure you already know this, but let's talk about it because, you know, and you can do that by asking questions. Oh, so Mr. Customer, who's here because you want to buy a heater because your bills are twi- like, what is your, what is your monthly expense for your, for your gas currently? Well, right now I'm paying about $275 a month. Wow. And how many square feet are you heating? Uh, around 1800 square feet. You're paying a month for 1,800 square feet, wow. So our little heater here that we sell for 500 bucks, and by the way, we sold the space heater for 500 bucks. That's ultimately what we did. We, calc- we, we, we built a machine that operated like a furnace. Cycled on, cycled off, did its thing. We, we recognized that nationally the, the cost per kilowatt hour was about 10 cents per kilowatt hour, 1.5 kilowatt hours per actual hour. So 15 cents on the highest side an hour to operate our machine times 24 hours is $3.60 a day. So if you ran my heater for 30 days, it would cost you a hundred bucks. Hundred and twenty. My heater would heat a thousand eight hundred to a thousand square feet. So here's the thing. That's if it ran full time all the time and it's not going to do that. Right. So we, we explain to a customer, look, Mr. Customer, our heater is going to run about a third of the time when it's pulling 1500 Watts, a third of the time when it's not pulling any wattage at all, other than the fan. And then a third of the time it's going to be shut off waiting for the thermostats call for more heat. And so you take my $3 and 60 cents. And now all of a sudden it's a dollar 20 a day. So my heater, is gonna save your furnace from heating, let's call it 2,000 square feet for easy math. It's smaller than that, so it's gonna be a better result for you than that. But my little heater is gonna heat half of your, your current heated space for a dollar a day, or $40 a month. That means that if your, your current $275 bill was cut in half, it's $135 that you would save. That means that this year, by the end of winter, my heater is going to pay for itself and then it's going to pay for itself again next year and the year after that and the year after that. And that was simple, but I didn't know that. I just knew that they were there to buy a heater until I found out that they were there because their heating bills are $275, $250, $275 a month. I couldn't talk to them. In the car business, this happens every single day. I train my people to figure out, right, they have to... They have to expose the gap and they have to expand the gap. Why are you here? I'm here because everybody tells me, no, man, we hate that. Where else have you been? And what did they tell you? Don't you wish that you could just walk into a dealership and they would just shoot you straight and they would just talk to you. And they would just like, they would just, you know, for lack of a better expression, lift the skirt and let you see what's under the dress, right? That's what we do here. Look what I did. That was so seamless. We don't play the games the big dealerships play. We don't jerky around like we, we tell you the price of our car. We're up front. We're honest about it. We run your credit. And then the banks tell us which cars we have in inventory that we can get you approved on today. There's no walk of shame. We'll figure out a way. And if that doesn't work, we'll finance you ourselves. And we just have that conversation beginning to end. But they came in because they were being treated like crap. Were they? No. The result in their life is their fault. What happens inside of their, their every single day, deciding to pay bills, not pay bills, whatever, like the accumulation of decisions that most people have made equal the result of their life today. And so they're not being treated poorly. Someone's just not being very couth about telling them that they should have paid their bills. And now their credit reflects that they didn't. They made the decision not to, or they overobligated themselves in a way that, that didn't allow them to. Or they weren't willing to sacrifice to get caught up on medical expenses. They just thought, well, I would rather have a credit card and live for the now. I'd rather get financed on a new car rather than wait and and pay off that debt. Like, here's what I'm going to do. And they made the decision. So what we do is recognize that somebody else, the gap in the market is that somebody else isn't very good at making them feel bad about their own, making them feel good about their bad decisions from the past. And we have figured out a way to lay a bridge across their bad decisions and get them an approval. It makes for a super easy sell process. Typically, if we can get somebody approved on a vehicle, they want to buy it. Now we sell, we, like our, our dealership sells cars for cash and does all sorts of other things too. But this is something that I require every single person who communicates with my customers to understand. But if, if that customer came in and you just blindly said, what can I do for you? I said, well, I'm here to look at a car. Cool. Which one did you have in mind? Well, I want to look at the the Hyundai Veloster out there. Awesome. Follow me out. I'll grab the keys. I'll meet you out there. So this Veloster is great. And you start talking about the car and telling them all about it. Same for the heater, right? Like, hey, you're obviously here because we're selling heaters. Um, I've got one here for you. Do you just want to Follow over to the table over here. Well, hold on a second. Tell me about it. Sure, this, this heater's great. If you've got a cold spot in your house, this thing's the very best heater you can use. You just put it in the cold spot. It heats that little spot. And you just talk about the, the features and benefits of the heater, but you, know, you don't know what feature and benefit they're interested in. You haven't exposed the gap. This works in absolutely any industry. And this is a sales conversation or it's a scripting conversation for marketing and ads. Hell, this is a strategic conversation for the relationships in your life. When you're talking to somebody who you love and they're upset, the first thing you can do is get defensive and tell them why they're, why they're idiots for being upset. Or you can find out why they're upset and dig in deep and figure out what's the root emotion going on here and then, and then see if there's a fill for the gap. Now, in relationships, I don't advise magnifying the gap. Yeah, you're right. I left my stuff on the floor and uh, did you see how I got my underwear to shoot all the way up on the fan that's spinning around? The, no, right? Like just quickly pick up your pants and get out of the battle zone. But my, my point to this is, is that <laughs> sometimes the digression is real, right? <laughs> Selling's an easy process and it works in absolutely any part of your life that you need it to work. It's a simple conversation of recognizing that there's a gap and showing people why your product or service fills that gap. I meet a lot of entrepreneurs and they can't tell me why they got in the industry that they did. Other than they were crazy passionate about something and they just feel like if they're that passionate, other people ought to also. But they're not really talking about the real conversation. The real conversation is that the people who they're trying to sell their product to, they have a need. And if you can communicate why your product and service fills that need that's, that's normally an iceberg need. In other words, you see the little point of the need, but there's a whole lot more need under the water that you can't see, and a lot of times people just don't even realize. And so when you expose how big that need actually is, like this is a Titanic-level iceberg need that you have here, and if you don't pay attention to it real soon, it's going to sink your ship. But luckily, I can help you avert this this obstacle that's coming at you quickly because of X, Y, Z. So that's just something I want want you to think about whenever you're looking ahead and you're thinking about, or, or you're a sales professional right now, or you're an entrepreneur, or you're thinking about becoming an entrepreneur. This is a conversation that you need to have in the forefront of your mind. What is the need of the person? And what's my product or service? And how does my product or service fill the need? There are lots of little tricks and tips into how you communicate what do you do with your body language how do you you know how do you frame these conversations and how do you execute in a close you you know i love glen gary glenn ross it's a movie if you haven't seen it about sales and they scream it you know is this, this manager screams at the guy what do you do i'm getting a cup of coffee he's like put the coffee down coffee is for closers All right closing is important um building up building relationships and trust and all of these other things, they're all a conversation. But all of those things are attachments to the framework of understanding at its core. Selling is a need-based requirement. People buy things because they want or need it. And if you can take somebody that wants something and explain to them why they actually need something, you can't lose so final recap here, super, the three and they're super easy, right? Expose the gap, expand the gap, and execute the close. E-E-E. Show them why your product is the bridge to cross that gap to get them from where they are today to where they need to be with, like on the other side of solving that problem. How is your product and service going to solve that problem? Savvy.